You're listening to the Bass Lessons Melbourne podcast, episode four, Ben Cripps. I'm a bass player from Melbourne. Well, I actually uh, became a bass player kind of out of accident. Um, at the time when I was at high school, I was a keen skateboarder, and um, uh, my mates wanted to start a band, and they needed a bass player. And my first bass was a acoustic guitar with a microphone in it. And um, believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, it was very, uh, very. Uh, very improvised way of playing bass. Um, but yeah, um, my parents saw me uh, show interest in it and thought, oh, you know, I came home one day from school and they bought me a bass. So I was, was lying on my bed, it's like, oh, you beauty. So I got, I got, a, I got a bass, so, and um, yeah, it was an Onyx. I don't know if you heard of Onyx. No. They're like, uh, cheap Chinese thing. Yeah, yeah, just a PJ sort of set up white you know it was it was all right you know i did the trick you know obviously it wasn't a fender or anything like that but yeah you know. so what kind of music were you playing in the, in the band i was i was a bit of a punk rocker we were doing sex pistols and uh the clash and uh i was out, um i was the only one brave enough to sing as well so i was just singing in the band as well uh. for my first and last time of being a lead singer really <laughs> but um that no, was fun uh, yeah, we our band was called Attitude Problem. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, that's sort of how I started. And so how old were you then? Uh, I was about four. It was eighty nine. So what's that? Fourteen. Yeah, it's fourteen when I started playing bass. So okay. yeah. yeah. Um. So was there a moment like at the end of high school or whatever where you kind of decided you wanted to make bass playing your career? Yeah, well, as soon as I started playing, I, I mean, that took uh, a preference over everything, you know, because you know, I was either a professional skateboarder at that point, which, you know, I'm kind of glad I'm not because, you know, I probably would have broken many bones by now, or, um, you know, play bass, and I just love bass so much. I just, um, you know, I just explored the bass more, you know, and, um, yeah, so that was it. Yeah, I was, I was, um, I was hooked. I loved it. Study? Um, later on, I did. Yeah, I, I went. I did the conservatorium music in um, Sydney when I was twenty-five. I went and as a mature age student and did the two-year jazz course, associate diploma in jazz studies. So, yeah, there's my piece of paper right there. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that's the only study I've done. But I'm I'm considering going back to do my bachelor oh, cool. at some stage. Yeah. So what, what were you doing between like eighteen and twenty-five? Dare I ask? Well, when I first started playing, I was just like playing cover bands with my mates, and and then you know, at eighteen, nineteen, I actually met my that's when I met my wife, Lisa. I started playing with her in her band a lot, so did a lot of gigs around Sydney, and yeah. so just a lot of local sort of gigs around Sydney at the time. And yeah. it wasn't until I was about twenty five I got my first high profile gig, which was with Human Nature. So. I've been with them ever since. So I've been playing with them for 15 years. So. Cool. Yeah. 
Is there anyone you'd say was like really influential in your development? Oh, my first bass teacher is certainly. Uh, he he was quite good. He he obviously got me right into it and yeah. got me to. In high school. Yeah, yeah, at high school, and I, um, his name's Craig Hitchcock. I think he's still around, actually. He does lots of gigs in Sydney still. But yeah, he was great. He, you know, got me, got me going. You know, got the ball rolling, so to speak. You know, got me to learn the right stuff. Lots of scales and technique. Yeah, technique and yeah, he was good. Yeah, cool. Mm. Um, and was there at that time was there like any bass players and stuff that you were really checking out? Oh, uh, look. It's probably going to sound really cliche, but um, at, at at that uh, when I was that age, um, I, um, when I heard Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I mean that that changed my life pretty much. Yeah. I learnt that record back to front. You know, I loved it, and you know it opened a lot of doors of other styles of music as well because I wasn't really that familiar because back then I was a bit of a rock, you know metalhead yeah. sort of. You know, I was into Soundgarden and all sorts of different bands. You know, all the heavier stuff. You know, punk rock, I could see. As well, and um, yeah, no, I just sort of opened these doors. You know, I wanted to see where Flea got his vibe from. You know, so you know, you know introduced me to, you know, Bootsy, oh, yeah. uh, Larry Graham, of course. You know, all those sort of seventies disco cats. You know, yeah. Bernard. You know, cool. big fan of Bernard, and um, and, you know, and then you know other other bass players as well. You know, just all the whole era. You know, and yeah, you know, I ended up, you know. Getting a whole different styles from from that record, pretty much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, you got more into the Jameson and. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I definitely get. I love James Jameson, especially when when Human Nature doing their um, Motown record. I had to learn a lot about him, you know, yeah. because he he was the guy, you know. Yeah. And probably he's probably the, you know, main reason why a lot of bass players play the way they do now, you know. Yeah. Or well, he's the main reason. He he changed bass forever, you know. Yeah. Jacko? Oh, I don't mind Jacko, but I'm not obsessed with him. You know, yeah. you know, I've got I've got his first album. That's the only one I've got. So, you know, I, I, he's, he's amazing, obviously, but uh, I'm not I'm not as uh, obsessive about him a lot. You know, some bass players are. You know, yeah. but yeah, definitely, you know, Jacko is one of the guys. You know, yeah. for sure. Um, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself? It's, I don't know. It's hard one to answer. I guess I, my advice to myself would be um, have something to fall back on, because sometimes music can be tough. You know, uh, gigs dry up or whatever. You know, but um, no, I think that's really about it. You know, I just wish maybe you know learn another trade or di just some of those quiet times. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate at the moment. I'm playing a lot at the moment. I you know do it full time yeah. now. But you know, there was years there where it's like you know good scratch. Yeah, any gigs together, you know, whatever. So, but probably that's about it. Yeah, and now you're getting more into the production side of things and stuff. Like yeah, um, that's that's correct. Yeah, I, I love doing that. That's sort of creating stuff. I'm, um, yeah, just getting back into it now. Actually, I had a bit of a hiatus there for a while, but yeah, it's good, good fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and what would you say are some of the most important qualities for being a good bass player? Uh, yeah, well, um, sound is important. I think you have a good sound. Um, good ears, mm. that's really important. Um, you got to be adaptable at gigs. You know, some things, sometimes things go pear-shaped and you have to, you know, you have to <laughs> yeah. think on your feet to, you know, follow whoever's going 
this way or that way, you know, or the singer might, you know, forget a chorus. You know, you just got to listen. Yeah, listen our ears, definitely. Um, what else? No, you know, don't be a dick. You know, that's pretty important. You got to, it's you know, not not only about music. You got to get along with people. You know, so oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty. Because you can't really make a career as a solo bass player, can you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no one wants to book and yeah, it might be the greatest bass player in the world, but if you're an asshole, no one, yeah. no one wants to that's work it. with you. You know, so yeah. I think that's pretty important. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess all those things I just said. Um, yeah. Punctuality, turning up on time. I mean, you know, no one likes. People rocking in two minutes for the gig starts. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's it's important to get there on time and give yourself plenty of time to get there and set up for whatever gig it may be. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah cool. Um, what is your current gear that you're using? Uh, I got the GNL L twenty five hundred. This has been my main base for the last oh, fifteen years. I got it in two thousand. This is my Sort of go-to bass. I just, I don't know, just for some reason I like this bass. It just always sounds good and feels right to play. And uh, I, I think you know, most gigs I do these days, it's sort of essential to have that fifth string to go down lower, especially current climate. Yeah. The music that's around at the moment, you know, a lot of it is yeah. below E. You know, uh, I also got a Stingray, which I like playing a lot as well. Old uh, Music Man Stingray, E3 Stingray. So between this and that bass, really, yeah. the, the two bases I use. And you got a, what, what kind of rig are you using? Uh, I got a Eden Head five fifty T. I think they're called the Traveler. Little those little ones. Okay. And uh, I've got a matching fifteen box that goes with it, but I don't really take that out much because it's just too heavy. And you know, the gigs I do, and the, like the smaller gigs. I mean, for the big gigs, I I I bring it out, but. And I've also got um, a 210 box Goliath Junior. SWR. SFWR, yeah. So it's mainly just the Eden and the 210? Yeah. Yeah, for, just for gigs around town it is. And, I mean, if, if I do gigs in a state a lot of the time, it's back line anyway, so I get I use what I'm given really, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really do pedals. I've got an oct Octava that I sometimes pull out. Yeah. And this distortion pedal, but, you know, usually I don't, don't really go there, no. I used to have a Qtron, but I don't, I don't know, sort yeah. of no real use for it these days, you know. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty, I like my sound pretty simple, you know, straight in, off you go. You know. Packed up quicker. And pretty much, yeah, unless things can go wrong. Exactly. Yeah. You know, batteries or power supplies die or whatever, you know, it's just, you know, anything you've got to worry about, just plug it straight in, just accidentally unplugging from the amp, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I like to keep it simple. Um, is there anything that you're that you're currently working on with your plane? Uh, not really. I, 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 uh, I'm getting back into learning tunes. Actually, mm. I'm, I'm want to try and um, do some more transcriptions. You know, get get into um, the heads of other bass players really, and mm. that's sort of my thing at the moment. Which I used to do a lot when I was first starting. You know, that's all I did was learn songs. But you know throughout the years just to stop doing that but so but I'm sort of like revisiting tunes that I've either always wanted to check out and learn or um you know haven't haven't looked at before in my life you know or, you know or, you know just looking for new stuff to learn you know whatever it may be so. yeah. 
Well, yeah, bit, been going on a bit of a Bernard trip lately. That's, you know, I transcribed um, My Forbidden Lover, which was fun. So, yeah, he, he's good. Um, yeah, even some, some Jamiroquai stuff, you know. Uh, I don't know. Dynamite, there's a song called Star Child I've been looking at, which is pretty pretty serious bass line. Yeah, cool. That's fun. Been fun to look at that. I don't, I can't, I don't know who the bass player is. That album's got all different guys, so... No, no, no. He he'd left by then. Uh, it's safe, safe, yeah. This one, this band, this album. I think it's got a, like three different bass players. Randy Hope Taylor. Oh really? Yeah, he played on it. I don't think it's him playing on this song though. Yeah. He uh yeah he's obviously from Incognito. That being Incognito, so yeah. Right. yeah, just learning songs and obviously uh you know for work and for pleasure so. Yeah. That's that's my thing at the moment, and you know, maybe may woodshedding. Every now and again, I woodshed. Shed. I'm on the worst of that, you know. But yeah, you know, every now and again, I get back on my scales and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And what about upright? Does that get a lot of use? Yeah, it has been of late. I've done done a few. Did a recording earlier this year for a guy called Craig Johnson, who played double bass for him and. Um, yeah, I, you know, I do do the odd upright. I do more electric, but I do still do a few upright gigs. I do a New Year's Eve gig this year. I have to play upright, so oh, really? yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, obviously, I like to play it more, but yeah, I practice it a lot. Yeah. So yeah, just gotta get some more, do some more gigs on it, you know. Um, but you know, I'm so busy doing electric gigs, so it's good to be able to do both. Though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's good. It's hard work, but it's good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for bass players you know, starting out today, trying to get into the scene or trying to get gigs? Like, what do you reckon the kids nowadays should be doing? Yeah, the scene, the scene's quite different from what it was like twenty yeah. years ago. Sure. Uh, I reckon uh, they should just uh, kids should learn as many songs as possible. You know, yeah. I think that's my. F- my first thing I'd say as a player, just, you know, get a list of songs and learn them because no doubt you'll, you know, once you start doing these local gigs around town, cover gigs, you'll be asked to play them. Yeah. So just learn songs. That makes yourself much more employable. Exactly, yeah. You already know the stuff. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, uh, hang out and be a part of the scene. It's... You know, it's sort of like not what you know, it's who you know a bit these days. Yeah. Well, it always has been, really. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just get out there amongst it if you can. You know, meet new people. Try and play as many people as possible. You know. mm. Practice. Practice heaps. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not going to improve unless you practice. So that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, work on your sound. Work, work on all aspects of bass playing, you know. Cool. Be, have an open mind as well. Don't be stuck to one's genre. Yeah, because you never know what's going to take off. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, guys who can play all styles get booked more than guys that, you know, exclusively rock or R&B or whatever, you know. I think I think you should have an open mind. Yeah. And they all, kind of, they all kind of feed into each other as well. Like, stylistically, I find that when I'm doing you know, pop stuff or whatever, or funk stuff, like, you can see the connection between, yeah, like, the jazz stuff to the, the Motown stuff to the pop and rock stuff, like, it all works together. Absolutely. And, that, and then you start to develop your own sound, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. 
Oh, that that's that's right, and that's from you know also playing different, all different styles of music. You know, yeah. um, you definitely get your own sound. So, cool. Um, and lastly, is there any um, projects or bands that you're involved in just now that you want to plug? Oh, not really. I'm I'm just sort of I'm just doing working on my own stuff with my wife. So yeah. and I just want to I've sort of been writing a bit and uh, huh. Does that have a name? Ah, uh, it's just my wife. It's gonna be if it's just my wife, Lisa Maxwell. Okay. Yeah, I've just been writing songs to her, and you know, and other sort of things in the studio. Just trying to yeah get some stuff going. You know, you know what it's like writing. It's a tricky, tricky one. Your own worst critic sometimes, and then some will never see a lot of day. But you know, I'm trying to, you know, not be so self-critical and you know get stuff out there. So, yeah. But yeah, no. Um, one of the original projects. No, not really. Just sort of, I'm just freelancing at the moment. Yeah. So. Cool, man. Yeah. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Thanks. No, no worries. Thank you. Mm-hmm.